Welcome to Valley Heat. I'm Doug Duguay. This is a podcast about the neighborhood, my neighborhood, the Burbank Rancho Equestrian District right here in Los Angeles County, brought to you by my father-in-law, Chuck Baker, who gave me a lot of money. He gave me some money to retain a lawyer, and I can't tell you how much he's holding this over my head. In his mind, he now owns my podcast. I'm getting sued because if you remember seven years ago when the last episode came out, Terry Mellon drove his recumbent bike into my car because in Terry's mind, I was trying to kidnap my pool cleaner's wife in front of my own house. Terry's one of those guys who he's like he was born without the ability to be wrong. He's got that switch on him that some people have. Like, you know, if you ever argue with someone at Verizon or something and you know the person you're arguing with is they know they're wrong, but it doesn't matter. The switch has been flipped. You go, did you just say you're going to murder me? And they go, sir, I did just say that, and that's our policy. So he's suing me. He's alleging, what is it? Leg damage. I mean, the guy is a lawyer. Does he know that he's going to have to have some medical evidence with actual medical terms? But the point is I had to borrow money from Chuck to retain a lawyer. And the transfer went through today. It's not a small amount of money. It's $10,000. I mean, you could say he did it because Faye asked him to, and it's for the family. But really, it's because he likes to control pretty much everything. And, okay, I've been expecting this call all morning. Here we go. Hi, Chuck. How are you doing? I hope you noticed the change in your bank account because I just bought your podcast. Chuck, I appreciate the money, but you didn't buy the podcast. You paid for my legal fees. Call it what you want. But the money is in your bank account. The money is for a lawyer, not a I podcast. I can't keep floating you money for lawyers. But when else have you floated me money for a lawyer? Is Chuck? this the guy you want to be? The guy who can't afford a lawyer when he hits somebody on a bike? No, I didn't hit him. He hit me. Save that for the courtroom. Uh, okay. The courtroom where you're representing yourself because I'm not going to pay for your lawyer. Wait, I thought you said you were paying for the for lawyer. For the moment, I'm not paying for the I lawyer. I thought this whole call was because you're paying for the I'm lawyer. I'm really on the fence. Okay, well, the money is in my bank account. Obviously. I will drive down to that bank and rob it to get my money back if I have to. I, what is the point of this? That's why really? I'm telling you that I'm calling the shots here. What, okay, tell me, what are the shots? First of all, you got to turn a profit. I'm trying. You need ad revenue. Well, I have ad revenue. Your major advertiser is Jan Robinson. Right. I don't. What's wrong with that? What does she pay you in? Gardening? Okay. Jenny cakes? She pays in money, Try Chuck. Try and put some adult cereal in your gas tank. See how far your car gets. She doesn't pay in cereal. Let me tell you how this is going to work. You're going to do national ads. You're going to do whatever ad I no, want. No, I'm not going to do big ads. It's a local show. I do local ads. You're right. You're not going to do them. I'm going to do them, and you're going to play them. Okay. That is obviously not something that's going to happen. Let's just say things are about to change on Chuck Baker's Valley Heat. Okay. We're not putting your name on the podcast. It's going to be Chuck Baker Presents Valley Heat. Somewhat featuring Doug. Why? Why you would you what? even say Not that? Not even featuring. Also including Doug. I know you don't mean this stuff. Think about this. What would this show be like without my phone calls? Not much. Okay, Chuck does not own the podcast obviously let's just start the episode these are the chronicles of the ranch equestrian district in Burbank, california these are the events taking place in my house around my house and in the neighborhood chuck does not own the podcast not even really worth talking about really i mean i might talk about it at some point this is the second issue of the show the first issue you know what that was candace with drugs in my garbage can and now candace is on house arrest with an ankle monitor on. We'll talk about that at some point. Now there's this Jaguar that's been parked outside the house for almost three months. And I love it's related to the other thing, the, the drug drop thing. Did I say it was good to be back? I didn't say that. It's definitely, it is good. But 
Okay, first thing I want to talk about is, well, welcome to the second issue of Valley Heat. I'll tell you what the second issue is in a second. The first issue, you know, was that drug drop in my garbage can, and you know who was doing that. Candace is currently on house arrest, and she has an ankle monitor on. I can't say she's handling it great, and I'll talk about that in a second. The first thing I want to talk about is this new issue, which is someone has parked a Jaguar on the curb outside my house for almost three months. Hasn't moved once. And I could tell you it hasn't moved because I've measured it from the wheel well to the end of the curb several times. And maybe you think that's going overboard. And okay, you can think that. And my wife, Faye, would agree with you. But what's it? Why? It's never going to move again. It's just there forever. I mean, you know how dirty a car gets when it's just sitting in one place for three months? And everyone thinks it's my car. It's under a really tall pine tree, and so it's covered in pine needles. At some point, it became a joke to just drive by and leave empty coffee cups on it and garbage. Someone made a paper mache pizza delivery sign and put it on top. Someone started dumping other pine needles on it from somewhere else. People were putting branches on it. Eventually, it was just covered, and there was a possum living under it. I was out there at midnight one night, and this possum came out. I don't know if you've seen a street possum. You would think that there's a demon under the car. The shape of a possum's face, it's like an owl and a cat and a roasted chicken have been stapled together. And the way the eyes glow, you talk about separating from reality for a second. If you want to know what temporary insanity feels like, walk up on a possum at midnight. I think I hovered four feet off the ground back into the house, and I realized I got to clean this car. It's gotten so dirty, it's an animal's house. Every time it rained, the gutter would run through it. It looked like a beaver dam. So at that point, it had so much debris on it, I had to rent a dumpster for 100 bucks. Filled it all the way to the brim. Had to use clay to scrub off this pine oil from the tree it's under. And that was a month ago. And it's covered in stuff again. The possum's back. Who leaves an expensive English sports car for three months? Not to mention who would even buy one. I mean, every English car is like, what is this, an old decorative spoon? But the most important thing to note about this Jaguar is that it has Canadian plates. And as you know, the drug drop that was going on here was completely Canadian related. Yeah, it was Candace who was making the drop, but it was John McDonald's wife running the whole thing, and she lives in Toronto. As far as I know, she hasn't been arrested. John is down here right now, actually. He is in Burbank for the next six months for foosball training. But I don't know if the car's related, but it's weird. But what I've decided to do is I'm going to get it towed. If I Well, there's a three-week rule in Burbank where you're actually not allowed to park anywhere for three weeks without moving the car. I could call the police, possibly. Sorry. There is a law... What's that? Just talking about? What's, sorry, I'm doing the podcast. What are you saying? This is my wife, Faye, that walked in. I'm talking about the car parked outside. Why? Well, it's been parked for almost three months. I'm just saying. On the sidewalk, the city sidewalk, where it's allowed to right. park. Right, okay. I mean, it's allowed to park there for a certain amount of time, but after a few weeks, it's weird. Can you please not weird. talk about our neighbor's cars on the podcast? Okay, I'm not, well, I don't know that it's a, why would we think it's a neighbor's car? Exactly. We within your question is the answer, which is that we don't know. Well, we know it's not a neighbor, which really is the issue. It's not an issue unless you make it an issue. So okay. Well, I mean, a car parked on a sidewalk. Okay, but the police will tow it for you. Do not call the police. Okay, well, I mean, we can talk about it later. No. Okay, so she left. I mean, the thing is, I already have called the police for the car, and I know she didn't want me to do that, but that's actually going to happen later this afternoon, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode. Hold on. Hello. May I speak with Mr. Duguay? Duguay? Yeah, this is him. This is Officer Beeman from the Burbank Police Department. Okay. Outside your house. I thought you were coming in the afternoon. They said between 4 and 5. Nope. Uh, 
Okay, I'll be right out. I mean, they were not supposed to come until later. Hi. This is the car? Yeah, it's been here for about two and a half months. What, what is it? Why is that important? What is it doing? I guess just sitting there, I guess. I measured it from the wheel well to the curb. You measured it? Yeah, well, not the car. I... You measured it? Yeah, I measured okay. it a couple times. Okay. Just to make sure it hadn't moved. Can I ask you a question? Um, just standard? Yeah, of course. What? Why is this a big deal? Well, I didn't... Do, can police ask that question? Um, it just doesn't seem like a police-related question. What's a police-related question? Like, I don't know, facts and details, not whether or not something's a big deal. Excuse me, what's I, going on? Okay, that's my wife. We're just talking about Your the car. Your husband wants to tow this car? Are you serious? You called the police? Yeah, well, they told me that they would tow the car. Do not tow the car. Please, do not tow the car. The car is not an issue. Thank you. But what are you doing? I'm getting the boot. The boot? Oh, that's a great solution. Put a boot on yeah, it. Put a boot Put on it. That car's on. not going to go anywhere. It'll be there forever. Yeah, that's... That's the point. Put the boot on the car and it stays there until the owner calls us to remove the boot. Could you hold this for me? I'm helping you put it on. Okay, so you heard that. Why is it a big deal? Is that what they teach you at the police academy? First determine if it's a big deal. I mean, you know how weird it looks? There's a Jaguar with a boot on it outside our house. It looks like our assets are being seized. Well, obviously, that's not what I wanted. But it so. is what you made happen. Was yeah. made ha- to happen. I'll by take you. that remark. I still doing the podcast, actually. Okay. She seems kind of upset. Honestly, I she seemed happy they were booting it. Okay. Moving off of that, I said I was going to update you on Candace and Pete, and I'll do that right after this. You know, recumbent bikes. Are, okay. So, recumbent bikes. Okay. So this is the Terry Mellon. Terry Mellon, who is suing me. He's got. He's. You know, recumbent bikes, I can't do it. I Okay. When you picture a bike, what do you picture? Something that's at eye level when you're sitting in a car? Well, that's not the only kind of bike that's out there. There's also something that you can't necessarily see when you're sitting in a car, and that's the recumbent bike. But you think, no, nah, I can still see one because they got those skinny yellow orange flags sticking up in the air, flapping in the wind. But really, can you really see it? I mean, is anyone looking for a little flag flapping in the wind? No, they're not, because we're not golfing, we're driving. And that's why Terry Mellon is proposing the Elevated Bike Path. The Elevated Bike Path project would elevate all bike paths in the Rancho Equestrian District by three feet, bringing the recumbent bike into the field of vision of all drivers. And imagine how fun it would be to ride a regular bike three feet in the air. You'd be six feet in the air. You'd be hovering above everything. It can also be used for rollerblading or roller skating, but not walking. There will be no walking on the elevated bike path. Okay, it's not even built yet. I mean, he just can't help himself. He's picking up all his toys and going home, doesn't even have any toys yet. For more information on how to donate to the Terry Mellon Elevated Bike Path Project, go to elevatedbikepathproject.com. I mean, are you writing that down? I wonder if that domain was available when he tried to find it. Okay, the Terry Mellon Elevated Bike Path Project. It's time for an elevated bike path project. I would vote against it just because I never want to say it again. Okay, here it is. If you really want to be a friend of the bike community, please support us at elevatedbikepath.com. 
sent me an email about this hold on okay is it over so randy sent me some email about this horn thing that he wanted me to get back to him about so i'm gonna give him a call did you hear the solo i did hear the solo i who's playing all the horns that's me that's all one take that's how, me how i did it wait how is it one take it's all one take and you're playing all the horns yep how would you switch horns so fast one word holly superbone I'm sorry, what? It's a what? Holly Superbone. Okay. I invented an every horn. I welded every single horn mouthpiece, and it How? circles me like a spaceship. How would you possibly? That's like hundreds of horns. It's that would be. up half of my basement. Listen How? Okay. You're trying. You're telling me you're playing all those horns? What? Randy? Hang on. Are you, are you okay? I pass out like probably 10 times a day. Yeah, because how could you possibly have the air for that I mean, many horns starting to at do once? circular breathing. Listen to this. <gasps> Randy? There's no way to have the air to do this. Hello? How long was I out? It's really not physically possible to do what you're trying to do. You're telling me you're playing all those horns at once. Yes. Okay, but how yeah, do you... What am I talking about, Doug? Okay, but I'm asking you, how do you play all the mouthpieces at the same time? It's like a ball gag with straws that come out straws? of Straws? And I'm able to blow at the same time. Okay, well, I mean, that's amazing, but you don't have the air. It Randy. just takes... It, you know, it's a lot of practice. Okay. You know how Kenny G would do that circular breathing thing? He was yeah. faking it because I can do what? that for real, and that's what not you how he was faking it. it. He was breathing in through his nose and then holding a pocket in his mouth. Right, like a pocket of air. I'm actually breathing in through my nose and breathing out of my mouth at the same time. That's Randy. That's not possible. No one could do that. Okay, is that you? You doing it right now? If you saying? can learn this. Do you know how much money a symphony I, would save? It's amazing. Why would you have 20 guys when you can have one guy that can do this? <gasps> what? That's all you. Randy? 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 Okay, you're gonna hurt yourself, Randy. Are you oh, God. okay? Are you okay? What, was I saying? what are you gonna do? Pass out several times a day 
trying to make this work? How many times do you think Michelangelo passed out? I don't know. I don't know that he would have passed Why would he pass out? Wait, geniuses pass out all the time. Really? They pass out all the time? That's right. Okay, I'm just saying I don't know that it's all right, healthy. Well, that's it for me. <laughs> okay. What? Okay, Randy, I'm going to go. How are you playing timpani? Okay, so how are you playing timpani? I does it matter? Okay, so I told you I was going to give you an update on Pete and Candace. And Candace, as I said, she's on house arrest. She has an ankle monitor on. 8 days ago, I walk outside, she's cleaning the pool. Last time she was here, she was arrested at this pool. Pete's here and they've got two kids with them. Just not their kids, two other kids. Like they just found them on the way here, just playing in the pool and having a party. Not to mention the peacock that has been left here, Candace's brother's peacock that, by the way, peacocks cannot swim. So it, you'd think a bird would have evolved to know it can't swim. This bird just walks despondently into the pool and sinks to the bottom like a brick, like it's trying to end everything. Almost daily, I got to jump in and get this bird out. It's tried jumping into the fireplace, and I can't get into my car. I usually have to crawl through the hatchback of my car because this bird camps out on the hood. They're very territorial. And I've always thought whenever I saw videos of people getting attacked by birds, I thought, ah, if a bird was coming at me, I would just grab the bird. It's really not like that. I mean, these things come at you so fast and loud. It's like it's screaming a nightmare into the center of your brain. You can't think. You panic. And I used to think they were so beautiful with their tails, but it's really not like that. It's more like that scene in Jurassic Park where that guy who played Newman on Seinfeld, he sees those cute little dinosaurs and he's like, hey, cutie. And then those spines fan out from its neck and it sprays acid in the guy's face. That's Peacock 101. That's exactly what it feels like. So anyway, when I saw their truck, I thought, okay, they're coming to get the bird. But anyway, here's what happened. Candace. What are you doing? I'm the pool. No, Whose right. kids are these that are in the pool? We're just watching them for a day or something. I cannot have you working here. You don't work here. My parole officer said I can leave the house if I'm working. She means probation. Candace, you're on house arrest. You cannot no, be here. I just need you to tell them I work here, you, okay? What, you want me to lie to your probation officer? Yeah. Do you have anything to eat? Uh, if you, what? I guess they're hungry. There's no obligation to feed these children. I don't think I have anything for them to eat. I'm sorry I can't feed the kids. You guys, Candace, you gotta go. You can't submerge that ankle monitor. It's waterproof. Why do you think I would shower? If you submerge it, it can go offline. Gail told I'm you that. I'm just on the steps. Can you just please get out of the water? No. Hey, can we not do this here? No, I... stay out of this. Candace, listen, you Candace. gotta get out of the water. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell her what to do. Now look, I'm not trying to tell her what can to do. Can you leave this alone? I'm out of the house for the first time in a week. I'm going to do what I want. So, okay, you heard that. And yeah, I ended up making hot dogs. Not that I had hot dogs at the house. I had to go to the store and get hot dogs and chips. I mean, how am I going to say no to two hungry kids who thought they were coming over here for a pool party? Really, here's the thing. You can get me with the kids, and she had to know that. Because I know when I was a kid, if someone says, hey, we're going to go have a party at a pool, that's what you expect to happen. Because it's special when a kid is having fun like that. I mean, you heard that one kid, he goes, we want hot dogs. And he said it like the governor had written him a letter guaranteeing it. And I could just tell that Pete or Candace told them, this is going to be a fun party. What am I going to be, the bad guy that comes in and goes, hey, actually, it's not a party. It turns out you just broke into a man's house. 
It reminds me of how I was never really able to have fun at a party when I was a kid. You know how when you were a little kid, your parents would take you to an adult party and you'd get really excited because there'd be other kids there that you'd never met and you guys would make up games and have a lot of fun. But the whole time you'd just be terrified that the games are going to end because your parents are going to leave the party. Every time we went to a party like that, my dad would constantly walk up to me and go, we're leaving any minute. And he'd do this for hours. I don't know if it was because he was really ready to leave and couldn't figure out how to get out the door, but the whole party was just waiting to leave. It was like going on vacation and just carrying your luggage around with you the whole time. Anyway, there's more I wanted to get to about this Jaguar, and I'm going to talk about it right after this. It's almost here. Are you ready? People said Gary couldn't do it. They said a 65-foot high-dive cliff in Burbank? We don't think so. He said, how about an 82-foot high-dive cliff? They said a 300-foot deep water quarry? Uh, good luck. Gary said, good luck to you, because it's actually 312 feet deep. What's that mean, good luck to you? So Gary wants to know, where are the people with guts in this town? Seems like people were pretty excited about this cliff four and a half months ago when Gary announced you could win $5,000 for doing a Janthony dive. But now there's a lot of people going, I don't want to die. I never said I would do it, and I'm not going to do it. And seriously, I never said that I would 100% do it. But they did say they would do it. Okay. People like Dean Fernari. He said he'd do it, and so did Mike Bianca. And Gary's willing to prove they said it because more than one person saw him say it. I mean, okay. All you have to do is jump off this cliff. What deal doesn't start with that sentence? Okay, so jump off the cliff, touch your toes, do two forward flips, a corkscrew, a jackknife, land in a dive formation, and you win $5,000. And because Big Cliff is open 24 hours a day, you can do this whenever you want. 3.30 in the morning, can't sleep? Go for it. Who needs coffee when you've got a fresh supply of adrenaline waiting for you at the top of an 82-foot cliff? Well, Burbank, if you got guts, you're going to jump. If you don't, you should just go hang out at Paul Robinson's Christmas Tubs. I like Christmas Tubs. Okay, Big Cliff. Look down below. They're waiting for a show at Big Cliff. Opening officially on Eddie Van Halen Day. So you can hear Green Banana there. He's still here. He's not going anywhere. He's my bird now. I mean, I've grown attached to him. He's still got that cone on his head, and he was bald for a long time, And but his feathers have started to grow back, and the ones around his eyes are red now instead of yellow. It actually looks pretty cool. Hey, come on. He's trying to get attention. He's been eating spiders. He's not supposed to eat spiders, but he'll call them. I talked about this on Good Morning Burbank. He calls. You hear that? He's saying, Michael, he sounds like he's taunting him, like that guy in Warriors, that movie Warriors from the 70s, where they were like, Warriors, come out and play. Listen to this. He tries to smash him with his beak, but then he ends up doing this jackhammer thing. 
I mean, the bird looks like a jackhammer when he's doing this. And with that plastic cone on, it's got all these holes in it. And you can barely see out of it. And, okay, he's... It's not something you want to see when he gets one of these spiders because they're not supposed to eat them and they're poisonous. He gets all loopy like he's getting high on spiders. Hold on. Hello? Hi, is this Doug? Yeah, it is. Hi, I'm so glad you answered. I'm Gail Byrne. I'm an L.A. County officer assigned to Candace Dunn. What? Okay, what does that mean exactly? I'm her probation officer. Oh, okay. I just need to verify her work status. You need to verify... From me, you need to verify? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm not sure how I can help. I think this is a misunderstanding. I, look, I know this is a hassle. I thank you for your time. I'm going to make this as smooth as possible. I know we all want to see Candace on her feet. Right. Absolutely. We all want that. Uh, we yeah. just have to make sure that there was an agreement that she came to you and that she works there. Uh, and she isn't breaking probation. Okay. Well, I, And I know that's not what's going on. It's just important that we keep tabs on this stuff. Yeah, of course. And she was going there because she worked there, correct? Yes, but what I'm saying is I think there's some miscommunication in terms of her employment here. No, I understand she was employed by you uh, before the arrest. Right, that's true, but we don't have an agreement currently. If she left her house without an approved agreement with you, she'd be breaking her probation. Right, okay. I. So, technically a felony. A felony? If she just came to clean the pool? She could go back to jail for this. Well, no, you're saying for this, but that's not what happened. Okay, so um, what am I not understanding? I guess what I'm just saying is we hadn't touched base, and so I wasn't sure I was going to get this phone call, but, you know, everything's fine. But can I just say, as a social worker, mm-hmm. what a difference you're making? Oh. Okay. I hear it all day. People don't want an employee on probation. Right. Well, and I think it's just a more a matter of some crossed wires. Okay. So she is legally employed by you, correct? Like, you have contracted her out. Contracted her out. What does that mean exactly, contracted? You are incorporated, correct? Incorporated? Is that an important factor in this? So if you're hiring someone like Candace, who's not a licensed contractor, she would have to be officially employed by you to legally work for you. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can understand that. So then, yeah, she is officially working for me. Just checking boxes, just making sure we're playing by the rules. Right, of course. I... We both know it's a felony to assist someone breaking parole, so. Yeah. So you are a company. Well, yeah, I have a company... In the sense that I have a podcast, and I do a podcast for that company. You do a podcast for a company? Well, no. What I'm saying is it's like I do a podcast, and that's – I have a company. Are you an LLC, an S-Corp, a C-Corp? Um... Well, it's C-Corp, right, is what the regular one is. Oh, and what you, is mean, the, you don't what... know, or, or how did you – No, I'm sorry. I just couldn't remember off the top of my head, but you're right. It's a C-Corp. And what is the name of your company? It's CEB M&M. What is, that's an abbreviation or an acronym? Right. That That's an abbreviation. What is, what is that long form? Sorry. It's me, Chuck Baker Empire Muffler and Mods. You're the owner of that or uh, who's Chuck Baker? Right. I think there's a slight misunderstanding just on that part of it. Can you clarify the misunderstanding? What I'm saying is it's his company, but I work within that company. Does Mr. Baker know that you're hiring a felon? That's actually that's a pretty that's actually a good question. Wait, so she she hasn't filled out any um, paperwork with Chuck Baker Empire. Right, I guess that's true. It's because this is sort sort of fresh. We haven't gone through the paperwork. That's true. But well, I just have to talk to him about that if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, and I can send you if you need his contact information. I can um, send. I've, I've pulled it up on on the internet. Okay. So it's Chuck Baker Empire. I can just call the number on the website. Correct. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Okay. Okay. 
Well, um, thank you so much for your time. I, I appreciate it, and I will be giving Mr. Baker a phone call. Okay. Well, that's thank you very much. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. So, okay. Hold on. I got to call Chuck really quick. I didn't know what else to say here. I mean, I have to have a corporation. She made it seem like we're all going to get arrested. If I was just, I felt pressured is the truth. This is Chuck hey. Baker. Okay. I don't listen to messages. Okay. At the tone, please so, record your message. when you. Okay. Obviously, I'd like to talk to him before she calls him. Okay. I just want to try him one more time. This is Chuck Baker. Okay. I so, don't listen to messages. Just going to move on here. At the tone. If Chuck's perspective is that he owns the podcast, then maybe I have an assistant or something like that. Not that I want Candace as any kind of assistant. I'm just saying it's not the worst scenario compared to her getting arrested again. I mean, the whole demeanor of the probation officer. You talk about a hard sell combined with some kind of shakedown. I mean, that's a skill. She, I mean, she had me so spun around. By the time she hung up, I felt like I'd bought a car I can't afford. All right. I got a couple more things I want to talk about, and I'll do that right after this. I don't know how particular you are about how finely ground your coffee is, but some people are really into it. And Paul Robinson, he's nuts about it. And he just opened a new place on Magnolia called Supreme Grind. This is the finest coffee grind you'll ever find. And normally you think, okay, that's espresso really is finely ground, right? No, you open a bag of Supreme Grind coffee in front of a window or an air conditioning vent, it's like astronaut food floating around the room. Open it up too fast, you're going to get a face full of it and easily could inhale some of this you don't want a lung full of this stuff at 6 a.m. because we're talking, you're going to be at a level where you're as awake as a human can be. This is how fine they are. He doesn't even call them coffee grounds. He calls it coffee smoke. And the best thing you can do is just go into Supreme Grind and get a cup yourself. But if you do buy some, you got to handle it with care. Terry Millen bought a bag and dropped it on the way home. You would have thought he dropped a can of tear gas. They found him just laying in the middle of the street staring at the sun. So when you buy this stuff, Paul sells it with a special serving tube. You have to make it as directed, and you got to make sure you do it in a room that has no moving air. But man, the flavor. We're talking, it's the most flavor you can get out of a coffee bean. Paul Robinson's Coffee Smoke at Supreme Grind. It's the closest thing to shrinking down and crawling into... What? It's the closest thing to shrinking down and crawling into a coffee bean. Okay. What does that even mean? Anyway. Okay. Coffee over... What's it called? Supreme Grind. Coffee Smoke. I mean, pick a name. Okay, Supreme Grind on Magnolia. Check it out. Coffee! Okay, so obviously I'm still trying to get a hold of Chuck. I assume he's going to be mad. I just would like to do some damage control before. This is Chuck Baker. Okay. I don't listen to messages. I can't get a hold of him. Anyway, if you haven't checked it out already, please check out the Valley Heat Patreon page. There are bi-weekly episodes. Of... Sorry, I'm in the middle. I'm doing the podcast. Oh, what? Sorry. Um, it's my son, Phil, just walked in. What are you saying? The car outside has a boot on it. Uh, Why? Actually, I got to get this phone call. I, I'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay, so this is Chuck. Hi, Chuck. I've been trying to get a hold of you, obviously. Every time I think you can't come up with another bad thing, you just totally show up. I, okay, I didn't start by hiring Candace. She just showed up to clean the How pool. How Machiavellian is this woman 
that she can completely destroy your life and you don't even take notice. It started because the probation officer called me. I didn't. I had no idea she was going to call me, and I didn't the plan on. The state of California calls you. Well, can I explain? And you just, you just buckle that quickly. I felt pressured, honestly. If you had taken you the call, no pressure. The I order it went. You do not know pressure. Do you have it any idea pressure. how many lawsuits I have because of my mufflers? I have stood up in state court, Supreme Court, to defend myself. I know Look, pressure. What are we talking about right now? Mufflers? You, friend, know not pressure. Okay. I mean, I'll take that remark. I, I understand what you mean. I already employ a felon. His name is Steve, and he can kill it on mm-hmm. a muffler. So it's beneficial. Right. The only thing I know about Candace is that she can put drugs in a garbage can. And I'm not even sure she can do that very well. If you just knew with the order of things, how they went down, that she asked me for a company name, but I had already said she worked for me. No one it, should be allowed to exit or enter your home. It's a hazard zone. It's basically should be solitary confinement. It's obviously not you know my intention to... Drug mm-hmm. addicted teens and then they, they take them to rehab in a van. Uh-huh. I want to do that. But I'm going to kidnap you and drive you to Colorado. Chuck, I know you don't mean this. I'm just going to put you on a mountain mm-hmm. in Durango and see what happens. I get the point, obviously. You become Jeremiah Johnson, uh-huh. or you'll be one of those skeletons that a hiker finds. Chuck. Just to be clear, okay. when I get audited uh-huh. this year, which I will be, what am I supposed to tell the IRS when they call? That I hired a pool cleaner to be on my staff? I, you could say she's an assistant. If I, I have think it would... right. I have two guys that juice mufflers. I know. I have one guy that details the cars. And I also have a drug dealer in Burbank on my payroll. I, she's not going to be dealing drugs anymore, obviously. Do you obviously. think she knows how to juice a muffler? I Probably I not. this is the first benefit of me purchasing your podcast. You did not purchase the podcast, Chuck. You know what my dad used to say? Never dig up a grave unless there's a fancy wedding ring on the body. Where's my ring? Well, I'm not a dead body, so I don't when know. you buy something, you generally get a benefit from it. Right, but you didn't buy it. The podcast is not for sale. This is only detriments. Right. I am paying unemployment insurance okay. for your felon Airbnb guest. She's not living what here. a joy to spend my hard-earned money on your podcast only to be stabbed in the back with 40 forks. Okay. All right, so we'll end this episode there. It's good to be back. This episode was sponsored by Big Cliff. Grand opening coming soon. Touch your toes, two front flips, a corkscrew, a jackknife, and then a dive, and you win $5,000. Not getting that? Also brought to you by ElevatedBikePath.com. Elevated Bike Path, E-L-A-V-A-T-E-D. Okay, and all the other words, dot com. And don't forget Paul Robinson's Coffee Smoke, available at Supreme Grind. It's the closest thing to shrinking down and crawling into a bean. Okay, pay me to say it, I said it. All right, that's it for this episode of Valley Heat. I'll send you off with Big Cliff's grand opening song, whatever it's called. It's time to jump from the cliff. All right, I'm Doug Duguay. Take it easy.
ఏమైనా చేయలేదు 